Luckily, we only have one little pit. I'm just gonna have to do it on the fly. So. Yeah. Uh, well, that that is uh that's my fault because I haven't gotten the episode to you yet. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'm not pointing fingers, but. <laughs> Well, it, it's not my fault, and this is only a two-person show, says Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, should we get going? Might as well, yeah. <laughs> I did have uh, you know, something radio-related, and it, this would have been a great segue, but I think I'm ready to get going with the show because I was planning on talking about it when we talk about our... Uh, when we do our Patreon show later this week, which is about a radio station, I was like, I figure I can I can kill some time in there. It's going to end up on Patreon, whether I talk about it here or there. So I was like, yeah. I'll just save it. I'll just save it. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing, watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about Season 5, Episode 3, The Christ Nail. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, the bow tie? The only thing we really have, I kind of threw in at the end, was I thought I recognized the waiter, who was played by an actor named Amir Talai, T-A-L-A-I. And I wanted to know, uh, well, uh, so Bing, so because we record on Edge, because I run Zencaster on Edge, that's the only browser that has given us the least <laughs> amount of trouble. I think we mentioned this last week. Um, I, I, when you open up a, a new tab, you search through Bing. And when I clicked on Amir <laughs> Talai's You don't Wikipedia just open up a new link, tab through Edge? Yeah, yeah. that Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Through Edge. Yes. When you open up a new tab through oh, Edge, okay. it searches using Bing. That's not right. Because okay. it's Microsoft's web browser. Uh-huh. And so when I clicked Amir Talai's Wikipedia link through that search, it brought me. Okay, well, now I don't know how it brought. No, okay. Amir Talai. What in the hell? It, <laughs> what is going on? It redirects to the 2017 Women's March, specifically the section, specifically the signage section. And I don't know what? why. I looked through there and I was like, did Amir Talai design one of the signs or something? Oh. In Los Angeles, is this his only instance on Wikipedia? Actor Amir Talai was carrying the sign, I'll see you nice white ladies at the next Black Lives Matter march, right? To express frustration at the lack of participation by white Americans in the Black Lives Matter movement, and simultaneously hopeful of encouraging them to do so. The photo of Talai with the sign went viral over the internet. I guess. Okay. Um, I never saw it. (laughs) Is that really his only mention on all of Wikipedia? Is he not... Amir Talai, yeah, no, that that's it. That's the that's what pops up at least when you search through Bing. So this is luckily, I'm able because to- like, okay, so I'm looking on Google. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know, ninety nine point nine percent of our listening audience, <laughs> and there is not a like traditional Wikipedia. Okay, so he art- doesn't have his for own Amir Talai. Yeah, it. no, but there is a simple English Wikipedia article for him that is. Really, nothing written, but it's just a huge table of yeah. his film and television career. Uh, I bet there's a there bot is, or something that puts that together. Yeah, I, gotta be. But like, literally, the only thing written for him is Amir Talai is an Iranian American actor, singer, voice artist, writer, and activist. He's well known for playing a variety of characters in movies and television shows. And <laughs> what a generic. I mean, that every, sounds yeah, like a everything bot else wrote is it. Yeah, everything else is a just a table. Uh, television career from 2001 to 2020, video games from 2001 to 2011, where he played uh, Crane in Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh, interesting. He did a. It seems like he's just one of those like 
comedian actors that pops up, you know, just like a, you know, just like like an extra. They can, they can like call him because he was he, he was on the Tonight Show as various characters. He was on one episode of Mad TV in the very Mad TV role of Indian. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Okay, we need a guy. Uh, we need a guy who looks Indian for this. Uh, should we get this Iranian American actor? Yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> okay, how about his role from Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2004, where he played Iraqi Simon Cowell? <laughs> I like that. At least it's the same region. You know, <laughs> I like when Mad TV was like, "You're lucky we don't put Stewart in." In brownface, okay? You're lucky we're hiring. <laughs> You're lucky we're hiring an actual brown guy for this. Um, he was in Legally Blonde 2. So he may just be one of those actors, because I was like, I know I recognize him. And I'm like, he may just be one of those actors that I uh, that I recognize from everything. And I have no idea. Just because I've watched a ton of stuff he's done. I watched Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, where he played Fred. Maybe you rem- remember him as Sanjay from Hannah Montana, Ted. <laughs> I honestly, I don't. That that caught me by surprise on his uh, on his table of credits. <laughs> he played. He was in Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay as Raza, uh, which I never saw, but there it is. Zeke and Luther, Modern Family. I didn't watch those shows, but he was on there. Um, I've never seen Kung Fu Kung Fu Kung Fu Panda Two, as far as I remember. Yeah, geez. I have seen The Pursuit of Happiness that he was in as Clerk. Yeah, Clerk. I remember I saw... Oh, no, that was the TV series about a boy. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, he's only on one episode of that. But again, I, I watched that. So, yeah, I'm just going to chalk this up to yeah, guy that a, has... Just a good working actor, you know, who's uh, able to be called upon for, like, small bit roles. Yeah, like, working actor with 126 credits, of which I've seen, you know, quite a few. And we just added the last episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm to that list. Uh, And so that is all the homework we had. Let us consult the book. What were they thinking from the what they were thinking section? Michael DeMore, who played man in wheelchair, said, I'm actually in a chair in real life. And when we were shooting the scene in the bathroom, Larry kept saying the able-bodied person stall. And I finally said, Larry, someone's going to nail you on this. You're going to get letters if you use that expression. Really? <laughs> Interesting. Because I thought that was accepted, politically correct nomenclature. But maybe it's not. What are we supposed to say? If not able-bodied? I guess, I don't know. I guess ne- I guess neither of us want to take a guess at it. <laughs> because we'll yeah, get I, letters. <laughs> I have no idea, honestly. Uh, I'm, let us I'm know. Not, I'm not in the position to be... Uh, guessing and deciding on yes, what you are ted it. you're a cisgender straight white male <laughs> my opinion matters on everything the, the most the most <laughs> um mayim bialik who of course played jody funkhauser said bob einstein is one of the funniest people i've ever spoken to we had a long day filming the anniversary party which included a lot of extras having to dance all day and look like they were having a good time and all day long bob had running commentary he would pick out a couple and start imagining out loud what was going on in their heads it really kept the filming <laughs> from being boring i bet hilarious and then we just get one little Larry in action section where uh, Larry misunderstands Larry. Uh, Larry misunderstands Cheryl when he walks in and she says, we need to talk. And he thinks their marriage is over. But that is all from the book. You may be seated. All right. Do we got any news or anything? Not that I saw. I'm going to say no. Okay. I, I know it's been kind of a kind of a slow week in, uh, in Curb Your Enthusiasm and or Seinfeld news. <laughs> Indeed. <It's, laughs> It's not really uh, much going on there. No, but we need it, we need that Pop Tart movie to come out or something, or at least a release date, <laughs> something. Uh, but if you have never listened to us before, we are not a research heavy show, despite the last fifteen 
minutes? Yeah, about 15 minutes, being exclusively research and bullshit. But we like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in the last 20 years. If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet. It's at NoHugging on Twitter or NoHuggingNoLearningShow at gmail.com. Both of those links are down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify, whichever one you want, if you use either of those apps. If you do that, we will send you a free No Hugging, No Learning sticker free of charge. If you like us a little bit more than that, you can always sign up for our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nohugging, where for five bucks a month, you can join the It's a Hyundai tier and get early access to all of our episodes. Not just early access, but extended episodes. So it's, uh, it's going to have all the stuff that we don't cut out for the free feed. And in addition to that, we're going to have movie reviews, we're, we're trying to get back on every single month. I know we've been planning to record the one that we're recording for January for about two <laughs> weeks now. Have you watched the movie yet? No, I like to watch it. I like to go in fresh. I like to watch it the okay. day before. Okay, I haven't yet either. So I'm, I'm either going to watch it tonight or tomorrow afternoon, depending on what I got going on. <laughs> and I hope that link that you found still works because I was thinking the other day. And I'm <laughs> Have you not had saying... it open this whole time? No, no, I haven't. I haven't even tried it yet. Oh, see, I've had I've had the tab open oh this whole time. Gosh. Let's let's see if I can like refresh it. See if I can play playing on server <laughs> one full HD. Nice. Two. There's the 20th Century Fox logo. We are rolling. So yeah, just, it's good. I just think it's hilarious. We're doing a movie that is not available anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to be a part of it, you can't. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a, if you want to be a part of it, DM us on Twitter at No Hugging, and I will send you the link. That's what it's going to have to be. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I mean, uh, yeah, or just comment on Patreon. I guess Patreon's already hidden. I could probably just post the link in the comments of the of oh, the yeah. post. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> I was like, what a dumb idea. What, like, what, what's 20th Century Fox going to do? Subscribe to our Patreon and take it down? It's like if we started ta- if we started our Yes Dear podcast right now, and it's like not available legally anywhere. <laughs> that we would almost have to do as like a video podcast on YouTube because and watch the episode live maybe something yeah, like that yeah, just, just like watch the episode live and like each one of us would chime in we're like okay pause the show i have something to say uh yeah yeah <laughs> that'd be fun actually i'd love to do it like that i mean yeah mainly because I, it's I less be really homework fun. you know it's like <laughs> the podcast is the homework yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, but yeah, patreon.com slash nohugging. Um, check us out over there. I should give a shout out to our existing patrons, including our newest patron, Birch214. Hey, welcome. Do we know? Yeah. Is this a, like a genuinely new patron? Uh, oh, no, never mind. They canceled last year. Um, oh, dang. <laughs> why, why are they still listed here? Oh, because I have it on all patrons, not active patrons. Uh... Uh, okay, so... Uh, forget Birch 214 because they only subscribed for six weeks and then canceled. <laughs> but give a shout out to Nate Collins, Tamara Ortiz, the guys and gals over at the Idiotville podcast, 
John and Kathleen Murphy, Tim's dad and mom, two separate accounts because there is no password sharing. Will Hall, Danica Ligorio, J-Dog Conlord, Nick Kudla, Adam Webb, Nate Collins' other email account, and Megan Stolarski. Thank you guys so much. If you want to join them, patreon.com slash nohugging. All that being said, Season 5, Episode 3, The Christ Nail. Original air date, October 9th, 2005. And if you are looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry buys his housekeeper a bra and is saved from the wrath of her vengeful husband by orthotics and a special nail. It's not bad. I have and one... Knowing, and knowing what we know about the episode, it does give away a lot, but it doesn't say exactly what happens. And I like that. Yeah. Because going into it... Like, reading it last week, I never would have suspected. It's not like, well, you know, whenever this guy's running down a hallway, he steps on something. I'm like, <laughs> no, it, it it tells you exactly what happens without telling you anything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I like them to be a little more teasy, and so that's the one small beef I have with it. But I, I don't know if we'll be able to make it better. We'll see at the end if we want to try. Uh, so we start with Larry at the podiatrist. Who and his podiatrist, by the way, done very well for, him, for himself. Do you did you recognize him? No. It's Ramon, aka the pool guy from Seinfeld. No way. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, same guy, <laughs> same actor. Yeah. So I want to from... believe it's the same character, and that Ramon, as working as a pool guy, was like in med school. Yeah, and and when he got fired, <laughs> he he was just decided, you know what? I'm leaving New York. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to finish up podiatry school there and i'm gonna finally open a practice and then he starts treating larry david the, uh, the <laughs> character uh but larry is picking up some new orthotics and they're very squeaky because apparently you have to break them in is what his podiatrist says to him at home larry greets jesus he's like kind of a handyman that's that's working on something in his house and he asks him to put a mezuzah mezuzah I'm, you watch with captions how do you spell this did you um, yeah, actually, I was very impressed uh, that I think, l- let me double check uh, by just like Googling it, but I think Apple's speech to text got it 100% no. right the first time. Wow. So they're just anti-Arab, not, not Okay, they did not okay. get it right the first oh, time. Oh, drag. <laughs> so, th- so they are anti-Arab and anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not the one who said that. Uh, Apple, you're the one who developed the software. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is uh, spelled M-U-Z-U-Z-A-H. Mezuzah. Mezuzah. Okay. Mezuzah. I have no idea what that is. Obviously, we'll dig a little bit into it next week as in, in what's becoming one of my favorite features is two waspy guys learn about the Jewish faith through Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a ton. Um, evidently, it's some sort of thing that's supposed to hang by a nail in front of your door uh if i was gonna posit a guess it would be that it's to ward off evil spirits or something you know but larry wants jesus to hang it up because his dad's coming over and he um he likes he likes to see it he wants to see it on larry's house although i like larry's reasoning he's like see it's something you put right here by the door that way the rest of the neighborhood knows where the jews live in case they want to put our house down <laughs> something Jesus like that Christ. <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious. just a hilarious dry you know uh, statement on anti-semitism this didn't come up later but he tells i thought it was going to be a main plot point because they spend a, a few seconds on it he tells him to speak loudly when nat shows up because he's hard of hearing and they go back and forth hello hello mr david 
and it never comes back up again. No, it doesn't. For something they spent a good amount of time on. And Larry asks if Jesus and Jesus are kind of the same thing, and it's okay to call him either one because they're spelled the same way, which is a, Jesus says is fine. Meanwhile, Jesus has a bit of a limp, and it's because he has uh, you know this severe foot pain. And so Larry offers him an orthotic for the foot pain, which Maria, his wife, comes out and convinces him to accept from Larry. Meanwhile, Cheryl's parents are in town again, and Cheryl's dad, the great Paul, uh, played by the great Paul Dooley, has a Christ nail necklace that evidently is some sort of tie-in to merchandising for the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to just put it down right now because I remember the phenomenon that the Passion of the Christ was. Do you remember this? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like it was like the Second Coming. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh. Um, <laughs> me undies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, have you been feeling down a little bit? Well, let me tell you about BetterHelp. Yeah, ex- BetterHelp is everywhere. Oh my gosh. Oh God, fuck BetterHelp. <laughs> Jeez, wow. <laughs> just because of their podcast ads. No, right? they they oh. they are like actually a very bad company. And oh, they, I did not know this. They are not good at what they claim to be doing oh damn yeah that's disappointing because everybody i love talks about them for several minutes at a time every day every everybody that i love accepts money to talk about this business (laughs) with very bad ethics damn i'm gonna check that out um (laughs) i gotta look into this better help all right we're back um Do not use promo code NoHugging <laughs> on BetterHelp.com because I don't want them to know that we exist and I don't want them to reach out to us and <laughs> ask us to do reads for them. Because we will, because we like money and we're whores. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think no hugging would be a funny promo code for BetterHelp. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, go, go ahead. Do go it. Ahead plug it. it. Plug it into their site. See what happens. I dare you. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this thing was like, you know, so every showing sold out for like months and months. And it was like a religious phenomenon. I mean, it was all churches like selling this thing out because it was like, a brutal retelling of the crucifixion of, uh, you know, an R-rated retelling of the crucifixion of Jesus and, you know, directed by Mel Gibson, right? Like, yeah. um, who, you know, is the son of a Holocaust denier and has, you know, questionable, <laughs> you know, religious beliefs, especially about the Jews um, on his, uh, of his own and was canceled um, some time ago for, he also, in addition to Alec Baldwin, left voice messages for, like, he got busted by voicemail, right? Mel Gibson? Yeah. yeah Wasn't I, that I think, his... I don't know. No, I think what it was, was I think it was body cam footage oh, okay. from whenever he got pulled over, and I think he was drunk driving, okay. and di- didn't he call one of the female officers, like, sugar tits he did, or something? He did. Is that what it was? Yeah. And, and, and Jewish stuff came up, too, I guess, in that, in that instance, and so... Yeah, and he, you know, he he was canceled for a while and then had a bit of a comeback and but just recently he popped up because he was going to be the grand marshal of a Mardi Gras parade and New Orleans was like, "Um, no." No, he's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the organizers were like, "Oh yeah, our bad. He's he's not. He's not." Yeah, I mean and and this is where I mean this is where Jim Caviezel went off the deep end cuz he played Jesus in it and then just like never looked back. <laughs> he was like, "Maybe I am." Um, oh, I had no idea that he. I, I had no idea that he went off the deep end. I guess I just never, you know, thought kept about up him. with Jim Caviezel. <laughs> exactly. He was in one movie I 
love, and that's Frequency, that they made into a TV show that I also loved, but the one where he was communicating with his dad over ham radio uh, in the past. Uh, and and it, I love that movie. But he has gone, he's full Q. Like he oh, is, God. he's like Kevin Sorbo Jim types 10. Jim Q. Weasel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is a full adrenochrome believer and, and all that. And, and the, the elite cabal of pedophile, like he speaks at Q events and, and stuff like that. So yeah, he, he sort of never came back from finding that audience, which, uh, you know, I guess <laughs> once you find your audience, <laughs> dig in. But it's weird to find one of those guys that actually believes that stuff, you know, because most of them you can tell are just in on the grift. Like we talked about Tucker Carlson last week. Like he just knows he's getting rich off of rubes. But Jim Caviezel oh, yeah. seems like he believes like he's a true believer. Yeah, I mean, it's just we'll dig into a little bit of the just the, the pop culture phenomenon that was the Passion of the Christ, because it se- this episode seems to be very of that time. And I feel like it suffers a little bit because of that. If I could, you know, jump ahead. You think so? OK. Yeah, because when I mean, I, I just want to. You, wanna... you don't have to go into it. We can get into it more next week whenever we do homework on it. Or yeah. if you if you want to just like give a little insight on why you think the the episode suffers because of it without really giving much insight. Or I, don't know I can thinking. I can definitely when we, like when we get to the end because there's some there's, okay. yeah yeah because even in this scene Paul Dooley is like yeah there's all sorts of great merchandise and and Larry's talking about all the merchandise that's a part of it I did not remember that people were I don't remember this Christ nail being like a big. Uh, you know, thing that came out of the movie, but they they're associating it with the movie. The movie, by the way, was from 2004, and this episode's from two th- like the end of 2005, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, you got to imagine it might have been still really hot when they were filming this, but it, it really it, it had really, cooled down yeah. significantly it by, by down. the end of 2005. But even in this scene, they're talking about how this was something that people started wearing because of the movie, and I I don't remember that. <laughs> but uh, so he's wearing this Christ nail necklace and. uh fellas is it gay to worship jesus (laughs) Uh, ah yes the the blatant homophobia as a punchline like larry says he could see people worshiping jesus if it was a girl like a jane but worshiping a guy is a little gay exact words from larry david i mean he was reaching there (laughs) <laughs> I think he's trying to get Cheryl's dad's goat, but he's reaching. <laughs> like, he's, I think the, oh my God. That is a um, stretch. That is a stretch. Yeah. And, and yeah, well, first of all, it puts a lot of faith in the men of history. It puts a lot of faith in the patriarchy to go, the daughter of, you know, of God or whatever is like, well, nah, it's got to be a guy. Sorry. You know, <laughs> we're not, uh, we're not going to let women be that in charge this early in civilization. Come on. <laughs> I think it puts a lot of faith in the men of history to that if 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 it was Jane Jane Christ <laughs> Jane I can't, Christ I can't believe he didn't say Jane Christ that's a funny that's a that's some that's funny <laughs> if I do say so myself well Larry came up with it I just filled in the blanks I think saying Jane Christ would have been funny Jane um, Christ would have gotten a laugh <laughs> yeah um, and Paul Dooley I can picture him getting angry Jane Christ what are you talking about so later that night in the bathroom. Cheryl catches Larry checking out her bra that was like hanging up on the towel rack and he was checking out the size of it and Yeah and and she's weirded out I guess haven't they been married for 10 plus years Yeah and I I guess it's never come up I guess Larry <laughs> in in I, 10 years Larry has never once held her bra Yeah and really examined it I guess. This is like relationship that has lasted for two months type of territory. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not even that. 
Larry seems a little repressed, you know. I think, um, you know, there's secrets about him that I don't think he'd want his wife to know. Um, <laughs> or, or things that he's into or whatever. I think he's alluded to stuff like that. So, they, you know, he might be kind of a, a very repressed individual like that. I mean, I can't say I've been married, uh, you know, over 10 years. And I can't say that it... I, can't, I don't remember when it's been... In, like on my mind or important or whatever like or I've been curious about it like I could I, I don't but I feel like I could go check it out anytime I want but it's like nothing I've ever and, and the most I come in contact with is when I carry the laundry from downstairs to upstairs like that's so you know it it's odd that it seems like a big deal to Cheryl I guess more than it's odd to me that Larry was checking it out this late in mm-hmm. the you know yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird to me that she freaked out about it this far into their relationship. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're checking it out. All right, great. What are you going to learn about me that you don't already know? You know? And But speaking of bras, Cheryl wants <laughs> to let Maria go because she doesn't wear a bra. Their housekeeper does not wear a bra. And to Cheryl, it's fire her immediately. But Larry's like, let me talk to her. Maybe we can get her to wear a bra because she makes the best chicken salad I've ever had. So we cannot fire her. And this would be, I mean, they've, I feel like they've already gone through a housekeeper. You know, they, they go through the help. They're, they're always talking about firing the help. It comes up a lot in, in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Especially um, when they are not white. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's just the nature of. That's, that's just convenience, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's just baked in to the help, I think, <laughs> in L.A. Um, so the next morning, Larry does broach the subject with Maria in the kitchen and Maria just doesn't like wearing bras. She's like, oh no, I don't really like, you know, I haven't worn a bra in 15 years. It was kind of funny when Larry was like, you know, it's kind of awkward. They're like flopping around and she's like, they're not flopping. He's like, oh, there's <laughs> flopping. Oh my God. <laughs> His overreaction. Yeah, well, he, he says that, but then he, uh, throws, uh, Cheryl's dad under the bus or not Cheryl's dad or. <laughs> Is it Cheryl's dad, or is does he say I, my own dad? Oh, I don't remember. I, I feel like it was Cheryl's dad. I think it's like Cheryl's dad. Town, yeah, because yeah, it's it's distracting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, they've made a lot of advances in bra technology in the past fifteen years, and so he offers to buy her one, and and then she agrees to try it. He's like, if I if I buy you one, she's like, okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. So over at Jeff's. Jeff thinks, uh, here's another very uh, relatable uh, bit. Jeff thinks his housekeeper is stealing, but he can't prove it. <laughs> oh, okay. So so uh, we, we did skip over this at the beginning oh. of Larry walking up to Maria. And it happens again, oh. this, because I loved the, uh, the constant, like, stinger of Larry just loudly squeaking up into a conversation because of his incredibly loud orthotics. Zencaster hated that one so much. It <laughs> shut the whole shit. It shut everything down. All right. What was the, what was the last thing you heard me say? Because it was like right in the middle of me talking, I think. I think, well, I mean, the last thing that I, that I said before everything went bad was it's a nice walking gag. And then, and then <laughs> I didn't I, even I was, catch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like... We'll be right back, folks. And I was going to launch into another BetterHelp ad. Um, but, I didn't even uh, catch any of that. Oh, my God. But Zencaster just shut it all down. <laughs> it's like, no. I'm not going to do walking gag. No. Boo. Uh, no, you're, you're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. You're done. 
but yeah, I, I love this as like a constant bit, at least through the first part of the episode of like Larry walks up and he's just so incredibly loud. But whenever he walks up and talks to Maria, Maria thinks it's Jesus for a second because Larry gave him one of his orthotics. Yes. I guess the, the doctor gave him two pairs. Uh, but whenever Larry goes over to Jeff's house, the first thing uh, Jeff wonders is he's just wondering what the noise is. And Larry says, oh, it's my orthotics. You got to break him in. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps telling everybody you got to break him in because they, they squeak so loudly everywhere he goes. Um, and so Jeff thinks his housekeeper is stealing from him, but he can't prove it. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is also very relatable in, in L.A. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sammy's tooth fell out and uh, uh, Susie asks Jeff for money from the tooth fairy. Now, it's here that I have to start speaking quietly because while Sammy, mm-hmm. while, while, while Larry believes that you know, 11 years old as Sammy is, is too old. I have a nine-year-old who coincidentally lost a tooth yesterday oh, and no. got $5 from the tooth fairy. So, Ooh. Wait, why am I speaking quietly? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not in the same room as you. No, and I have ear monitors. Not <laughs> um, This broadcast throughout the house on my Sonos. Um, Sonos, <laughs> folks. Uh, yeah, so I'm like, forget all of the cursing or discussion of sex or breasts. Or, like, this is the most offensive thing to me that has ever been on Curb. This is like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so... Because sometimes I'll watch this in... Like, when no one's in the room with me, but the kids are about... I'll, I'll watch this in, in the living room. Like, I like when I can watch it during the day and I don't have to do it yeah. you know, after they go to bed. But I'm like, thank God that <laughs> that no one was awake. And like, I was listening to it on like two volume because they were while they were asleep upstairs. I'm like, if they're awake and they hear that, I'm like, this is it's it's over. I mean, it's over. It's over. And it's the second time this week something like this has happened to me because, as I mentioned, um, I've been watching Detroiters for the first time. And there's the scene <laughs> where um, Tim Cramblin. Uh, you know, there's a kid giving Tim a hard time at Sam's dad's birthday party. He tells another kid to cover his ears and he goes, Santa Claus is not real. And and it's it's hilarious because the kid goes, well, then who gave me this giant hog? Oh, my <laughs> Tim, God. And Tim walks away and he goes, he asked Santa for a giant hog. And then he waits to be like, and he gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, you got to stop. Sa- I mean, maybe I'm just so conditioned. And I'm sure you can like, again, worse than any FCC violation, you will get canceled in a second if you went on the radio and said either of those things about the tooth fairy or santa claus is there a lie ted <laughs> no no it, it can't canceled in terms of like my show would be over yeah not you'd be in, fired no, yeah yeah not in terms of like online virality canceled that the i think it would speak- spill on to on i mean i think it would i think i don't that know college Maybe. station twitter and college station neighborhood facebook would be just all over your ass Maybe. I mean, especially the especially the show and station you're on. Like we've been in should top I try 40. it out? Yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the one cardinal rule of of radio, especially. I feel like is like you just. I mean, just don't even go into that territory. Just don't even dance around it because you're going to screw up and you're going to make every parent listening the maddest they've ever been. Yeah, it's just just what I've what I've always um, thought about that situation. But Larry thinks that you know she's like she's eleven. What she still believes in the tooth fairy? Like, come on. But also, I, that, I wanted to yeah. I want to point out, and I'm glad you kind of reinforce this. Five dollars for the tooth fairy? Do you think that's high or low? I I mean, hey, I don't have kids, and yeah. the the last time I had experience with the tooth fairy was. I don't know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So inflation for sure. But <laughs> man, five bucks. I, I think, I think that's good. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's like the new, like, Oh God, I haven't said this term in like 
two years. I think that's the new normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would say that's accurate because as someone who's you know been dealing with this for, for you know well not she didn't start losing teeth immediately she didn't have teeth at first um, but nine years of... out out of the womb and she already had five <laughs> loose teeth yeah but nine years of total you know all the teeth in those nine years um that came and went uh yeah i mean it's it's been it's been kind of that i mean it was last night it was five bucks and i, I don't know if it's gone much over that I, I don't think so but i think that's probably going right but i'm with you i mean i think i got change I didn't even get bills. I don't think you know <laughs> when I was losing teeth. I I got I got one dollar. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. A nice one. So, nice crisp one dollar bill. Yeah. Ni- oh, crisp? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I I always got like the the ratty like torn up ones that uh that my uh tooth fairy uh AKA most likely my mom or uh. or my dad because my my mom was probably working nights at the time uh couldn't put into a vending machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ones kids will accept that it's at this point though that larry notices that Susie's breasts are about the size of maria's and so when Susie leaves the kitchen jeff says that he'll i liked by the way this was a weird thing to say to a white like hey just leave us alone for the rest of the night what the fuck how do like who talks to a person that way it's just weird <laughs> leave us alone for the rest of the night in your own house like you can't come don't come around us uh, it's just I thought that was a weird thing for Jeff to say to Susie, um, but Jeff said he'll find out Susie's bra size so that Larry can buy. Now, why Larry didn't just ask Maria right then? Did he forget that yeah, bra I, sizes were a thing? I I'm assuming so, but yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a plot point. Um, but he, uh, you know, he's like, I'll find out Susie's. So again, it's not something that Jeff can pull out of his hat regarding Susie. You know, um, it just hasn't been hasn't been locked away if he even if he even did know it at one point um so he's got to find out and he asked if larry knows cheryl's and he was like you know what i just found out and this was weird larry is disappointed in what he found out about cheryl's bra size (laughs) yeah like it's not like he's been staring at the exact same ones for over 10 years or anything yeah it's like he likes them well enough but once he finds out their scientific designation now (laughs) he's not now he doesn't like them he was disappointed I don't know. Also, how yeah. did we not get any callback to uh, Larry being obsessed with breasts whenever Susie is holding the tooth in front of her cleavage and Larry's yeah. just staring daggers into her breasts? I know. I know. They don't even call him out that he was looking at. He's like, oh, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. She's like, what, like, are what, are you, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Yeah. And it's just, oh, nothing. Oh, okay. He said nothing, so he must mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of weird that, that Susie didn't leap on a chance to jump down Larry's throat. But Jeff wants to know what Cheryl's bra size is. And he's like, I'm telling you, Susie's, you got to tell me Cheryl's. And he's not going to tell Larry. Of information, yeah. Yeah, um, until he tells <laughs> Jeff Cheryl's bra size. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, so uh, Apple speech to text has some very like funny uh, – <laughs> It, substitutions for the name Larry in this episode for whatever reason because I was eating I was eating a bowl of cereal like there was uh, uh there was Mary there was Mary. Wh- where where was another one I don't know what the other one was but I know that I already changed it out but this one I think is my favorite it's Lart Lart L A R R T so I guess la- layer T layer T I don't, I don't, I don't know. L- Lairty? Yeah, Lairty. I, 
I don't know how it would get that and not, <laughs> you know, a common name like Larry. No idea. Too Jewish. <laughs> Later, Larry and Jeff are watching a basketball game, and Larry, on his way to the bathroom, he sees Susie's bra sitting on top of some laundry, and so he just goes in, and he gets the size. Um, and then he pretends to have breasts. <laughs> yeah, holds it up to his own chest. Yeah, and starts like like cupping them like, and like yeah, like like bouncing back around, and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like doing a little song and dance. Yes, yeah. And I thought for sure I was like, I thought for sure he was gonna caught get caught during this. It was like so cringy. I was like, oh no, Susie. When he looks up, Susie's gonna be standing there. We all see this coming, <laughs> but it's not what happens. Uh, he he gets away with it in this in this instance uh, right now. But it's when he's walking back from the bathroom that Larry's loud orthotics <laughs> wake up Sammy as Susie is placing the money under her pillow, and the jig is up. Uh, Sammy has figured everything out that about the situation, and Susie and Jeff are just pissed at Larry and lay into him, um, and Susie kicks him out of the house. It's weird yeah. that she goes, get the fuck out of my house, and he goes, are you sure? She's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I also love Jeff's uh, line that probably should have come early on in this scene of Larry saying, well, it's my orthotics. I'm breaking them in. And Jeff just goes, why the fuck are you breaking them in in my house? <laughs> yeah, why are you wearing which your is shoes a, in my house? Yeah, which is a really good point. Yeah, yeah. But Larry, I, I can see Larry thinking, like, the longer I wear them, the quicker they're going to be broken in. <laughs> so I just have to wear them 24-7 everywhere I go. You know, and, and just put up with in, this. But in people's houses, in people's to houses. every restaurant, <laughs> to every meeting, in my car, in yes. the rain. Yeah. The the quicker he gets past this, the the better. And so that means wearing them 24-7. <laughs> I liked Jeff's lines. What's with your fakakta shoes? I just like that use <laughs> of Yiddish, I'm going to say. Um, I like that word. What's with your fakakta shoes? Uh, back at home, Larry wakes up the entire house with his squeaky orthotics. Uh, including Cheryl's parents who sleep in separate bedrooms. Yeah. I thought that was kind of odd. I mean, hey, they're on vacation. They want to get some good sleep. Occasionally, you don't. And I, I've been in that situation before. I guess so. I guess it just uh, it just seemed, yeah. You want you want some sprawling room. You want some, you want some kicking room. If you got your own bed, you got it. Yeah, I, I guess why not? I guess why not? Now, at Victoria's Secret later, Larry is there to shop for bras and he feels like he has to go above and beyond in convincing the salesperson that the bra is not for him yeah and she, larry thinks that she doesn't believe him that yeah. the bra is definitely not for him <laughs> and i wrote in this section larry not a trans ally because no. he goes because he goes not that there's anything wrong with it and he's like wait what am i talking about of course there's something wrong with it yeah oh, larry uh, uh, come on it's 2005 yeah, like we were a lot more, uh, a lot more progressive in the '90s with Seinfeld. Yeah, and it's almost and that's like... a show that you wrote. <laughs> yeah, and and plus he's supposed. How to did be... you go backwards? Even in the show, he's supposed to be this like huge liberal, but uh, you know <laughs> that that is still just a bridge too far. He even compares it to, you know, he's one step from saying like I identify as somebody who wears underwear on their head. Is that weird? <sighs> That's weird, right? There's something wrong with that. It's like not the same. Like, what, did you get that directly from Tucker Carlson? Like, did the bow tie cut off your blood supply to your brain? Like, 
um yeah i just thought i just thought that was that, that was just weird and unnecessary but he does pick out what the salesperson calls their best bra he loves how soft it is he wished they made it for men oh because he wants to stress <laughs> yeah He's uh, getting a little, little creepy by, like, touching it and saying, oh, it's very soft and rubbing it on his face. <laughs> rubbing his face on it was weird. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Uh, back at home, he gives the bra to Maria. Gives and... a bunch of bras to her. Yeah, he yeah. Got, he like, bought three or four. Yeah, it seems like he got, you know, a good variety for her to try out, which was smart. You know, you don't want to just go have to go back or, or, or she'll go, no, I tried one and it didn't work. So whatever. Um, so that's good. He, he gives I'm, her the bra. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that he also gave her the receipt. Yeah, that'd be good too. Because um, because that would be a good bonus for her, you know, just keep the cash from returning the bras. Yeah, the ones you don't like. Or, I mean, you can keep all three, you know. People that's need true. more than one, I guess. That's true. You need more than one bra. Yeah, I would think. I uh, mean, I need, just... more, I need more than one pair of underwear. That's, <laughs> that's really the, it's really the only, like, I don't know, synonym I, I think I can find. Yeah. You know, you know what I thought would have been... You know, he, he looks like he got her like a, a padded underwire. I would think a, a nice sports bra would be good for cleaning a house in. I, yeah, I'm not, absolutely. I don't have breasts, but um, that's that's what if, if I was in charge of buying something for in, in if I was in Larry's situation, that's what I would have gone with. Because for somebody who is not used to wearing bras, I would imagine that would be not too far removed from you know kind of a t-shirt. I know they're restrictive and, and supportive in other ways, but yeah, that's what I just want to mention. That's what I would have gone with. Um, and meanwhile, Cheryl and Susie are waiting upstairs for Larry, both arms crossed, very stern looking and a security camera because they suspect their housekeeper is stealing. Yeah. Uh, and so she must be stealing something from the laundry room pointed at the wall. Yeah. Right away. Susie calls Larry a sick fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because a security cam caught him. Looking at the bra, and he's and so he's got a great excuse that he you know he needed the size for Maria, but then she was like, "What is your excuse for this?" Doing the little dance, holding it up to your chest, and I love that his excuse is simply, "I wanted to see what it was like." <laughs> I love that that was it. Like it is what it is. I there's no talking about who edited this. I wanted to see what it was like to have breasts, and this was his, <laughs> in the moment. This is as close as I could get to it. Um, but she accuses Larry of, of, of having a weird fetish and being a pervert, and they're both just not happy. Yeah, um, S- says that he has a bra fetish, and also says that he has a fetish for Cheryl. Oh, which, I didn't notice uh, uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, they've been married for over a decade, so really, <laughs> good for them. The the ultimate wife guy. I've got a fetish yeah, for my wife. Good, yeah, good for, <laughs> good for them for still being attracted to each other. Yeah. Larry what the, the fuck? <laughs> Susie, you're going to go into Larry and Cheryl's house and and like shame Larry for still being attracted to Cheryl after being married to each other for over 10 years. Yeah, and being interested in her under things. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I think Larry is more right than they are in this situation. I think he's getting yelled at too much. Yeah, I, I, I actually had a thought in this, uh, in this episode. Cheryl is much more like Larry. Than, than she is Cheryl in this episode. Yeah, I, I I think that's true. She's getting weird about about weird stuff. But he goes back downstairs, and Maria has put the bra on, and she likes it. Um, so she thanks Larry for it. Meanwhile, Jesus is upset with the whole situation. He found out about Larry going bra shopping for his wife, and so he didn't hang the mezuzah. Mezuzah. He did not hang up the mezuzah. You probably don't enunciate the U like I did. Probably not. Mezu- probably probably more like mezuzah. Mezuzah. Yeah, I like that. 
I, I, that I feel like would be what more, they were saying. I feel like it would be more mezuzah and less mezuzah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this it's feels subtle. like a Seinfeld conversation. Yeah, or it's or it's Nicolaj from Brooklyn Nine Nine. You, 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 you mezuzah the mezuzah. <laughs> mezuzah the mezuzah. My mezuzah's a mess. It's a messy mezuzah. And and he notices that it's not been hung up as his dad is pulling up to visit, and he does not have a nail, but. Because he didn't get a lot of sleep last night after being woken up in the middle of the night by Larry's orthotics, Cheryl's dad is asleep on the couch. So Larry goes over to Cheryl's dad and takes the necklace off of his face uh, while he's sleeping. And I love that. I love how violent he is with it and that Paul Dooley still doesn't wake up. Yeah. Yeah. He's not ginger about it at all. He like His no. nose is being like dragged across the, the necklace like, part of it. The- the length of the string of this necklace is the exact <laughs> width of his head. So it's just like, it's just hitting every part of him. Yeah, and pulling on every part of his face, his cheeks, his nose, and his eyes, and all that stuff. And he does not wake up. Uh, but what does wake him up is the hammering that Larry does, uh, you know, hammering in the mezuzah with the Christ nail. I feel like that is something slightly funny. Just like if when you notice <laughs> it, that a Christ nail is being used to hung up, hang up a Jewish... <laughs> Uh, spiritual element. Um, there's, it's just one of those things you go, you just think is like, oh, that that's funny. You don't even say it out loud. You just go, oh, that's that's funny. That's saying something. You know, <laughs> like, I, I get it. All the parts of a joke are there, but you know, yeah, um, much much like the very end of this episode, right? Uh, so the, the hammering alerts the whole house, and uh, everyone is angry with Larry about using the Christ nail and and to hang it up. Um, but Nat is very pleased when he walks in and he sees his good Jewish boy has hung up his mezuzah as he should outside the door. <laughs> and uh, I, I wrote this in my in my notes. For once, it appears Larry has done the right thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to everybody except to, to his father, which is probably the most important person in the room to him, but certainly not to everybody else. But at least everybody else it, plays it, it cool. Yeah, it, they they all stop shouting. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's, that's I'm like, huh. All right. I, I think Larry, uh, it, it, it appears, like I said, appears, and not necessarily saying he did do the right thing. It appears as though he's done the right thing. Yeah. And there's a bit of sentimentality when Nat praises him for, for having that up and, and everyone's walking into the room and he's looking at him from, <laughs> and he like smiles. He's pleased with himself. Um, and he's happy that his dad is happy, which, uh, you know, is, is there was, there was a nice little moment there. Uh, in Larry's, what is this? His sixth office? I mean, this was a new exterior, at least. I think it's a new office for season five because we have not seen... I don't think we've seen this office. I don't think he's been in his office yet in, in this season. And I believe we're in another new office space. Um, and it's certainly not... Unless he has two of the same poster, one in reception and one in his office, it's certainly not <laughs> the one from you know the first couple seasons. Um, and it's certainly not the one... Well, it might be the one from last season because I don't know if we saw his actual office... I feel like we did though. I feel like this is a to- I feel like this is totally new. I'm saying totally new. Jeff and Larry are enjoying Maria's chicken salad and Jeff agrees that it is the best and Jesus quit over the whole bra situation and Larry bought his dad a new Christ nail necklace that he has with him uh, because he had to use the other one. Uh, and so while they're eating, Larry breaks a tooth on a chicken bone that was left in the chicken salad. That is at that moment that Larry hears the squeakiness of the orthotics, the same orthotics that he gave to Jesus, and Jesus is on the warpath. He is on a mission to track down Larry David, um, and he even picks up office for rent sign, rips the sign off, and reveals a 
a cross <laughs> made of like balsa wood, by the yeah. way. This yeah. <laughs> this if you could get a good swing out of this, it would do very little damage to anybody uh, if you did hit them with it. But uh, so he's now carrying the cross to beat Larry David with, and they're chasing each other. Or, or Jesus is chasing Larry <laughs> through the halls when he collapses. Because the, yeah, yeah, the the angry man chasing the Jewish man with a cross with a cross, yeah, uh, he collapses because he stepped on the nail necklace that had fallen out of Larry's pocket in the whole ordeal, and Larry and Jeff begin dragging Jesus down the hall, and this is something that I'm like, this whole scene, at I, least this one where they're dragging him, must have been a parody of a scene in Passion of the Christ. That's what and I'm think, thinking, especially, yeah, like, whenever, like, Jesus, like, is, like, opening his eyes, and it's, like, very blurry, and, like, you you just see, like, people dragging him. Yeah, and there's the, like, choir, like, oh, like, the choir music <laughs> through this whole scene, and and it's, it's a, this, this is the scene, and specifically where I'm, like, you know, now we're not just referencing it, we're parodying it, and I know that a lot of people must have seen it at the time, at the time, I never got around to it, I don't really have a desire to, and so this is lost on me, especially whatever it is 17 years later you know what i mean it's it's like those those parodies of that seinfeld would do that were like you know they were funny on their own and then we found out that it was a parody of something this is yeah. not funny on its own <laughs> it's i bet it's funny if you know the scene but i don't feel like it's funny enough on its own and so that's where i feel like the film suffers in its reliance on what a pop culture phenomenon but you know so so it dates itself in a very rare way that seinfeld or or Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think, went out of their way to... Well, maybe not Curb didn't go out of its way to do. I feel like Curb is definitely more of its time than... I think Seinfeld went out of its way to not necessarily date itself. Now, the references were dated, but that doesn't mean that the show, you know, was of its time any more than anything else from the 90s is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And maybe that's why Jerry would always say that, like, his favorite comedians are from the 50s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, if you mentioned someone recent or or, or contemporary, yeah, yeah, because because what's he gonna do? Oh man, I love working with my contemporary comedian Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think they got away all nine seasons without a Bill Cosby reference, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. Yeah, they waited till the statute of cancellation ran out on anybody before mentioning them. <laughs> uh, probably inadvertently, but it was a good move. At home in the morning, Larry wakes up. Uh, to five dollars under his pillow because haha he lost a tooth as he thinks so he and and the whole situation with sammy so he nudges cheryl awake and says haha very funny and she turns over and goes back to sleep and says i don't know what you're talking about as frolic starts up and larry looks curiously to the sky <laughs> and that's the end of the episode all right uh what do we got for homework this week uh i wrote down mezuzah We'll find out about that, and also the Passion of the Christ as a pop culture phenomenon. Um, I'm going to write, and fashion, and fashion slash merch. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's... Passion, passion of the Christ dot big cartel dot com. <laughs> passion fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, passion X, dumb good. Oh, God, <laughs> no. Oh, no. All right. Uh, what do you like for cover art this week? Oh, man. This is a tough one. I mean, I, tell you, I know it's towards the end, but I loved uh, Larry like pulling the nail out of Jesus's foot, and he lifts it up, and there's like a sparkle. 
on the yes. tip of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was digitally accentuated. Yeah, I did love that. That's really good. Yeah, I, I, that's probably my number one vote, too. The one that popped into my head is Cheryl and Susie, arms crossed, waiting to uh, lay into Larry. But I like mm, the, I like the Christ nail being in the picture of the Christ nail. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if Cheryl and Susie have their arms cross oh boy oh ah, no yeah we'll, we'll go with the nail we'll go with the nail yeah, i'm surprised zencaster didn't uh just stop <laughs> our stop our record right there <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see what we, let's see what we can do about this week's description all right so we had larry buys his housekeeper a bra and is saved from the wrath of her vengeful husband by orthotics and a special nail uh, I don't think there's anything I can do with it. I mean, the beef that I had that we both talked about at the top was that it gives away that he's saved, which I love. Uh, I just realized saying it out loud, it's more Christ <laughs> yeah, puns. It, it's, it's another pun, yeah. yeah. I didn't even pick up that uh, All right. at, at well, first. I love I, this. But, it's good. I, I hate that it gives away the end that he's going to get away from from Jesus eventually, but uh, yeah, it's I perfect. I mean, what, what, what's, what, what else could happen? Like, oh, Jesus is going to beat the fuck out of Larry and he's going to be in a hospital bed for the... <laughs> last part of the season no no one's gonna think that of course he's gonna get away this yeah. isn't season four if my name is earl he's not gonna spend the rest of the season in a coma yeah you're you're right i'm it's it's just too perfect um i can't do anything to it it's good <laughs> all right next week or excuse me before we get to that tim did you like this episode eh, it was okay it was subpar really? i mean okay. it, it, I, I thought it was below the baseline for me. I mean, it was it was a fine episode, but but it was where, it was a below average. Where would you put one. it? Where would you put it in regards to the other two episodes of the season so far? I mean, it's third. It's interesting. It's, it's okay. a solid third for me, considering I gave you know I pretty much could go one, two, three as far as you know. So it's not good. I mean, we're on a downward trend if you look at what I've given you know what I've loved because I loved the first two episodes, and then this one to me was was below both of those. Okay. Okay. What about you? See. I actually liked this episode more than I did the other two. I I gave this episode a full star. Whoa. <laughs> and maybe that is just on, you know, religious upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought I thought this was pretty funny. Yeah. No, I can understand that. I can understand that. For some reason, it I don't know why it fell flat to me. But, you know, not, not a bad episode, but not great. But uh, but I totally get it. I do want to say, I, like, along with you and having lived through Passion of the Christ, I liked the lampooning of the people who made it their personality oh in, my God, yeah. in the aftermath. So, <laughs> I, yeah. You know, people made it their – it's so weird when people make it their their personality and their – and I feel like maybe it's not. I, I, won't, I won't say what I was going to say about, you know, party lines or whatever. But when people make it their mission to, like, all right, I got to buy all – because they're – they're trying to, you know, they're being canceled. So that means I got to I gotta go see Passion of the Christ six times. I have to send all my money to Mike Lindell and buy everybody I know my pillows. And I'm only going to drink Black Rifle coffee. And I'm going to, you know, it's like I'm, I'm only going to support the – and it's just uh, just so weird to me. It's like those God. people are, are rich and, like, they, they're grifting you. You know, it's like it's so obvious. Black Rifle coffee's not going away on my watch. I'm going to give these guys even more of my money so that they stick around, like – because is, is the coffee that good to make it your mission to make sure – are the pillows that great? to to make it your mission to have them stick around is it, it can't be is it bad that i want to try the coffee like i don't want to buy it but like <laughs> yeah. if, if if i know someone who has some some black rifle coffee i want to try because i feel like it's going to be really bad i don't know i would uh, i have a very low threshold i feel like for coffee so i i probably wouldn't mind it but but i yeah i can't say i wouldn't try it either 
yeah, we just need to find somebody to brew us a pot <laughs> to try, I I'm, guess. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some, like, uh, red-as-can-be cowboys that I work with that probably buy Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> yeah. How about David Pootsier sends us a couple of K-Cups? <laughs> well, you know he's got no. it stocked up. You don't think so? <laughs> D- David Pootsier is actually a, a, a long-time listener now. and uh, I know. And, it and doesn't his, mean he has, doesn't... That doesn't mean he thinks we're good. Look, uh, (laughs) well, that's true. Uh, (laughs) David Pootsier has actually been very complimentary on some things as of as of late. So what what what, what a character arc. How dare you imply that me saying he's a (laughs) black rifle coffee drinker is a bad trait, Ted. Wow, I think you just told on yourself more than more than anything else. I I, what what about my statement was (laughs) was uh, you know, I don't know. Oh my <sighs> god, that was a uh, that was an extended bit of bullshit. Towards I know the end of the we episode. don't normally do that at the end. We don't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you saying that your religious upbringing spoke this episode spoke to you because of that, and I had a similar upbringing. I I I remember as you do when people made the Passion of the Christ their personality, and that was it. But I think we still have more to go, don't we? <laughs> I can't say is that it yet. No, I I think that's oh okay so yeah yeah so next week we have got season five episode four kamikaze bingo oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> no original aired date october 16th 2005 and if you're looking in tv guide that night you are gonna see larry dishonors an art dealer at a japanese restaurant and accuses a nursing home resident of a bingo fix okay it doesn't sound so bad but you know it sounds like we're dealing with uh, an ethnicity <laughs> i hope larry david is respective respect yeah, I, ho- uh, yeah. I hope we uh i hope we portray all parties of an <laughs> ethnic origin in appropriate ways yeah i certainly hope there's not a character that engages in stereotypes uh, <laughs> but i guess we'll find out next week <laughs> is that it yeah that is it all right for no hugging no learning i'm tim murphy i'm ted hollowell be good <laughs> <laughs>